This is a Holy Baptist Church podcast, bringing you into a community in which everyone is welcome, lives are changing, and Jesus is King. Thanks for listening with us today. We would invite you to subscribe so you can keep up to date with us. But for now, we pray you enjoy listening for what God has in store for you in this episode, and that it helps change your life for the better, in Jesus' name. Enjoy. Morning. Morning, and welcome to Holy Baptist Church Online. I'm Helen. And I'm Jane. And we're going to be taking you through this first little bit of our morning together. Uh, so hello, whether you're watching live, whether you're watching on Catch Up, On Demand, or whether you're listening to us on our podcast. Um, podcast podcast i love a podcast um but welcome uh, nonetheless um today we've got a lot coming up um as per usual um first uh, well later on martin is going to be speaking to us in our second uh, in our series of finding your place discovering purpose and belonging in the church mm. um ian was really good last week i enjoyed ian last week um talking about connect Ooh. Um, so yeah, do go back and watch that if you missed it or if you haven't watched it yet. Um, then today Martin's going to be talking about serve, which again should be great. Be fun, it will. But uh, before we get into that, let's watch a video. What this sermon series is all about. When Peter, disciple of Jesus and leader of the early church, described followers of Jesus, he likened them to a load of bricks, different shapes and sizes and colours, but all joining together to build a spiritual house, the church. And that's what's so exciting about church, it's a group of people on a mission, all playing their different parts. But often many of us struggle to know what our part is. We don't know where we fit in. We don't know how to connect to others. We struggle to find our place. So this month, we want to give you some tips, ways in which you can find not only connection, but purpose and belonging in your life. We want you to find your place. Welcome to you guys that are watching on the live stream. Just so you know, we have a YouTube channel. And uh, at the moment, my wife and Helen are up there um, uh, leading that. And they just come down here to listen to uh, the sermon. So welcome to you guys who are watching. Um, Ian spoke last week on the, the importance of connecting. See, so we, we are a church. That means that we are not a building. We define a church as a people. And... Um, and Ian reminded us last week the idea that we are a bit like Lego, all connecting together. I have here, see, I got given some Lego um, a couple of Christmases ago. Um, this is the instruction book, 500 pages of step-by-step -step instructions to make a Land Rover Defender. I couldn't have the actual car, but I have got the Lego version and you can imagine what the, how big the box was and how many bags and how many bits there were i would be lost without this instruction manual i would not have a clue what i was doing or how this went together and i would have just ended up with a complete mess and sometimes i don't know if you're the same but sometimes i wish life had a bit of a manual that when there's tricky bits and difficult bits, or you're a bit uncertain about what to do, you can refer to a manual and find out what do I do 
next? How can I get the most out of life? How can I make sure that I'm successful? How can I make sure that I don't mess up? And if your life is anything like mine, it's pretty obvious in following instruction manual because I make mistakes all the time. And I take wrong steps and go down wrong routes. And really what we want to do in this series is give you a little bit of an instruction manual. You notice it's finding your place, discovering purpose and belonging in the church. We believe that each and every one of you, like we sung in that song about having a spiky hair, and it's a bit of fun, but it's got a serious message, that each and every one of you are individuals, each and one of you are different, each and one of you can have purpose and belonging in your life. And what we want to do is offer this church as a place where you can find that. And if you're willing to maybe think a bit differently, if you're willing to maybe step out of your comfort zone, then we hope this is a place where you can find some meaning and belonging in your life, if maybe you're struggling in that. So we want to give you some instructions. Those instructions come from, it's not a manual, but it's a great place to find uh, purpose and direction in life, and that is God's Word, the Bible. So we're going to be looking each week at what God says about different things, about how you can belong to church. Last week, Ian spoke about connection. Actually, the best way to find place is to find connection with other people. I'm going to be picking up on that a little bit later. And so this morning, I'm going to be talking about serving, service, volunteering, and how that can help you find a place, not only in this church, but also in society and discover purpose and belonging. But what we're doing every week is we are interviewing someone within the church about an area in which they serve in. And um, last week we had Sheena, who spoke about uh, how she helps out in the children's work. Um, And this week we're going to have Graham, who is incredibly hesitant about coming up front, but I'm going to invite him up uh, now. Uh, And I just want Graham to explain a little bit about what he does. So come on up, Graham. Let's give Graham a clap. You can come up onto my stage. And really, Graham, you feel, come on up, come on, come on, come on. You feel very, very hesitant about being up here. And he didn't really want to do this because when it comes to how you serve and the things you volunteer in, this is not your, your thing, is it? Do you want to say a little bit about, um, I'll just switch it on, who you are and how long you've been part of this particular church for? Uh... Well, it's good to be here. Thanks for listening. Uh, been involved in this church now for 17 years. And uh, as a church member prior to coming to Hawley, I knew that I had to sort of feel part of the fellowship at Hawley and join in with helping out others. And very shortly after starting worshipping, I was helping putting chairs away. And this was like 17 years ago. And I was approached by the current team then if I'd like to join the setup team. And uh, funnily enough, bar a few months, I'm still doing it now. Yeah. In fact, you did it this morning, I believe. Yeah, yep. You and Jim set out the chairs, so thank you yep. very much. So, the chairs you're sitting on were put out by Jim and Graham. And um, what other areas? You see, you set up chairs. What else do you do? Uh, on the Sunday morning as well, there's uh, an offering each week, and we do still get cash. So uh, it needs to be counted, and along with Bernard, we count the money and make sure it gets banked. Well, Bernard does that bit, but it needs a second person, another pair of hands to double-check things are okay. Yeah. And, and then during the week? 
Uh, well, now I've left the railway after 37 years, I'm a bit more free. And so in the week, uh, there's always jobs to be done in and around the church the whole time. I, Alison identifies jobs for Jim to do, but quite often he's inundated with stuff and another pair of hands always comes in handy. If we're out the front doing the garden, Jim might be mowing the lawn while I'm cutting the hedge. Yeah, so you were saying to me earlier that you don't, you're not like a leader, you're not like going off and taking leading on things, but you're very much that helping hand, that person that's there, maybe make a cup of tea, hold something in place, all that sort of stuff. Yeah, as I say, for example, John Norwin and Steve were doing these new floodlights, which are brilliant. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they needed an extra pair of hands just to hold the ladder steady. You know, I'm not the technical one that knows all the gizmos and stuff, but I feel at least I'm useful just ensuring their safety by holding the ladder or going off and making a cup of tea. So really the question I just want to end with is why do you do it and what do you get out of it? I've always been a churchgoer from when I left school and uh, was brought up under my parents and they got involved in the church an awful lot and I had to realise that I felt I owed God a return in as much as what he'd done for me that I played a part and it was all part of the service that and giving back to you know it's all part <laughs> yeah and and what do you get out of it i feel very satisfied that it sort of means i'm part of the fellowship you know it's in my own way in my own small way that i am part of the fellowship and i'm not just coming to get something out of it for myself and yeah. i'm giving back to god so uh, Excellent. Thank you, Grant. Let's give him a clap because he really didn't want to come up here. So thank you so much. COVID is officially over, so they say. But we are still feeling the impacts of those months we spent in lockdown. And, and it's had an impact on many things, including our, the way we think, the way we act, the things we do, the culture that we have as a society. Um, what statistics has shown us is that since COVID, there has been a significant decline in people volunteering. So pre-COVID, statistics tell us that 28% of people volunteered once per month uh, for any organization. And that's half to 16% now after COVID volunteer once per month. And actually, 52%, there's been a 52% drop in people who are willing to volunteer and organize something, take charge, take a lead on something. So we've seen a significant drop in those people that are helping out a, an industry that needs people to step in and help. Charities, places that can't afford to employ copious numbers of people, but they need people like you and people like me to step in and help. And when they look at the reasons, um, some of those reasons are time. People just haven't got the time um, to put towards um, helping and volunteering. Some people, it was the inflexibility of the organizations they were volunteering for. But for many people, they, could, they didn't find that the opportunities they were being offered matched their skills, their interests, or their passions. And I have to be reflecting on that. Coming out of COVID, I too dropped some bits and pieces that I was volunteering for. I looked at my time, I looked at my effort, and put your, hand, put your hands up if you kind of had a bit of a reevaluation. I'm coming out of COVID about where you spent your time 
and what you're spending time doing. Anyone? Yeah, you can put your hand up, be brave. I went through that as well. I have to admit, I gave up some things that I was doing because I felt a little bit overwhelmed, particularly during COVID. And just coming out of COVID, I thought, I just need to drop some things. But when we drop something, when we stop doing things, when we stop volunteering, it has a big impact, not only on society, but also on ourselves as well. Because we know that volunteering is essential and it's beneficial, not only to society, but also to ourselves. Did you know that volunteering can make you healthier? Did you know that serving can make you healthier? Um, there is some research by a guy called Alan Lux in the or Lux in the 80s identified something called the helper's high. The helper's high, where he identified um, when people helped, when people served, when people volunteered, their body released um, chemicals, endorphins, dopamine, stuff like that, similar to a runner who's just finished a race. It gave you a high. It made you feel good. And not only did it make you feel good, it also aided you physically, improved your immune system. There are significant benefits to you helping others. But also there's significant benefit to others of you volunteering and serving. It was reminded of, I don't know if you remember back to 2010, if you were around uh, then, which all of you were, um, David Cameron had this idea called the Big Society. It kind of disappeared into nothing. But he had this idea that, that society would be driven not by the government, but by people who had passions and a willingness to make sacrifices and serve. And actually, his, that idea isn't new because that was God's idea for the church. I believe that the church is a place where people can serve and make a difference for the goods in our community and in our society. So really what I want to do in the next um, 10 or so minutes is just look at um, some ways in which we can do that. Maybe you're thinking, you know, I'll step back on some stuff and maybe I'm feeling a bit guilty and I want to know, maybe I should volunteer, but I don't want to make maybe some mistakes I made last time. Maybe you felt you were doing the wrong thing and it wore you out and maybe some of you were burnt out from volunteering. So I'm going to look at some just four ways in which you can um, step up and serve I don't know where you are in terms of your faith. You may be a Christian, a follower of Jesus. You may not. Uh, and hopefully those will be useful to you. But I want to now turn to the Bible. And really, if you are not a Jesus follower, this doesn't apply to you. But hopefully you will find it interesting. And also it will give you an insight into maybe why Christians do or should do what they do. So we're going to turn in our Bible to 1 Peter chapter 4. It's a short letter towards the end of the Bible. If you want to grab a Bible, they are at the back, but you can use your phones. Also, as you can see, the words are appearing uh, at the back. And Peter is written by a guy called Peter, uh, no surprise there, who um, was a disciple, one of, the, one of Jesus's best friends. And uh, after Jesus died and rose again and went to heaven, um, this, Peter kind of took charge, took a lead in the early church. He's one of significant church leaders. And he wrote this letter to guys in what would probably be modern-day Turkey, that sort of area, who were struggling with the trans, tr transition from what they called a pagan life, which basically meant they, they followed Greek gods and Roman gods. You all know about that sort of stuff. And, and a very um, hedonistic lifestyle and struggled to move from that 
to what it meant to follow Jesus, which comes from a very Jewish lifestyle, which was very much at odds to the culture around them. And they started to face a bit of persecution because they were trying to be different. They stood out. They no longer did what their neighbors did. They started to get a bit of flat for it. So Peter is here writing this letter, trying to help these new followers of Jesus, this fledgling church, to how they might live in society and function well. I'm going to read to you from chapter 4 and verse 1 onwards. There's this, Therefore, since Christ suffered in his body, arm yourself also with the same attitude, because whoever suffers in the body is done with sin. So straight away we're seeing a significant difference between how Jesus' followers should act and how their attitude being, what their focus and drive should be in life, compared to what Peter would see as pleasure-seeking pagans, which is a, seems like a derogatory term, but basically it's just everyone else is just driven by following, trying to make life as good as you can for yourself, raise as much money as you can, and live as comfortable life as possible. And Peter's saying to Jesus' followers, that's not how Jesus did it. Jesus suffered. He died on the cross for you, and therefore you should have the same attitude as Jesus, which is a really big change of thinking that actually you should be willing to suffer for others and for Jesus. As a result, because of this change in mindset, because of this willingness to suffer, they do not live the rest of their earthly lives for evil human desires, but rather for the will of God. If you're a follower of Jesus, you should be asking God, what is your will and purpose for my life? rather than what society tells me or what I would like to do. God, what is your will for my life? For you have spent enough time, you've spent too much time in the past doing what pagans choose to do, living in debauchery, lust, drunkenness, orgy, carousing, and detestable idolatry. Now, that's quite an extreme list. It's possible that's what Peter saw uh, in the society around him. It doesn't kind of, when I look at that, I'm thinking that's not really what I see in my day-to-day -day life. Though if I do happen to watch something like Love Island or something, then actually that probably meets the, uh, the that's probably uh, ticks most of those things on that list. And I don't know what maybe society is encouraging you to do. But Peter's saying that we should be spending our time differently to people who don't follow Jesus. So I did a bit of research to find out where do we in the UK spend our time? What do we spend our time uh, doing? This was uh, done by National Statistics back in March this year. And um, it says this, uh, we are sleeping on average eight hours, 56 a day, which I think is a long amount of time. There's some guys out there who are sleeping far too long because I don't get anywhere near uh, that much. So sleeping eight hours, 56 a day. Entertainment, three hours, 44. So that would be socializing as well. Um, in that is TV. TV watching, on average, two hours and 16 minutes per day. Um, child care, uh, non-paid child care. You could be a grandparent. You might be a parent. On average, two hours, 15, which I think is rather low. I look after my kids a lot longer than that. Um, but notice the difference. Volunteering. How long? Three minutes on average a day. For UK this year, three minutes 
on average, we spend a day volunteering. Three minutes serving others. Compare that to entertainment. We live in a society that loves to be entertained. And there's so many different ways of doing it. And I love it. We love it. We love to spend time with others. We love to watch the latest show on TV. I've got Netflix and Prime and Disney Plus and Paramount and all sorts of things. I like to watch TV. But I think what we're seeing is a too much of a skew towards that, and that's having a detrimental effect on our society. You have spent too much time in the past doing things that are not important. So what does Peter go on to uh, say? Let's look at verse, I'll turn the page, uh, verse 7. Please skip to verse 7, thank you. The end of all time, all things is near. Basically what Peter's saying is that Jesus has risen from the dead. He's ascended to heaven, but he is coming back. And that time between him leaving and coming back, he calls the end times. Jesus is returning. Therefore, be alert and of sober mind that so, you, that, so that you may pray. Above all, these are the things that Peter says you should be doing if you're a follower of Jesus. Love each other deeply because love covers over a multitude of sins. So if you're not part of this church, I'm, you may not be aware, but we're not perfect and we make mistakes and we do things wrong. All of us do. But actually, if we love one another, that, actually can, that can not remove that, but it can cover it over. Because love helps people to find accept, feel accepted, help people to find a place. Verse 9. Also, offer hospitality to one another without grumbling. Oh, that grumbling can really cause some problems. If anyone wants to offer me hospitality without grumbling, I'm very happy for you to do so. And then verse 10, and this really picks up on what we're talking about this morning. Each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. The Bible is very, very clear that each and every one of us has a gift. Each and every one of us, if you are a follower of Jesus, has been given something spiritually that will help you to be a part of the church and help the church to bring about that positive change to society and to people's lives and to introduce people to what is the, the best thing anyone can know, and that's Jesus in their lives. And it's very easy for us to maybe be like Graham, who looks at people up front like me or these guys here and say, well, I can't do that. So does that mean I haven't got a place? Well, Paul and other church leaders um, refer to the church as a body, where every single part of our body, you know, I need every part of me. Every part is different, but if I start getting rid of bits and pieces, things will start to go wrong very, very quickly. And Peter, who's writing this letter at the beginning of the letter, refers to the church as a house. You start taking bricks out of your house, then things will start going very wrong, very, very quickly. And if our news has told us anything, if things start going wrong in our buildings, it causes significant problems. Each and every one of you are important brick or important body parts in the church of Jesus. So 
How can we make sure that we, sh we can serve well? Well, just four things very, very quickly as we come to an end. Number one, I would say join a group. We said three, volunteering takes up three minutes on average of a person's day. However, if you are part of a group, then that goes up to two hours and 14 minutes. There is a big leap if you are volunteering with other people, if you are serving as part of a team. Part of a team will inspire you. It will help you to form connection. We talked about that last week. It will also give you direction and purpose. I'm not just saying that statistics and studies have shown that if you are serving as part of a group, part of a group that will give you direction and purpose in life. It will help you to find meaning. Number two, responsibility. Choose your responsibility wisely. One of the main reasons why people gave up volunteering was they took on a responsibility that wasn't yours to take, that didn't meet your gifts, didn't meet your passion. And in the end, I, you know, I've had people say to me, you know, almost with a sense of pride, the number of rotors they're on. That's not a good thing. And unfortunately, people are on numerous rotors because other people aren't on those rotors to take their place. But you end up being driven into the, into the ground. You end up burning out. And you end up, like Peter said, hospitality without grumbling. We end up with a church full of grumblers or volunteer team full of grumblers because they feel overworked and are taking on responsibility that isn't there. So choose your responsibility wisely. There's this quote from um, Dr. Henry Cloud. He says, the space where someone's needs and your gifts meet is a space for service, an opportunity, and perhaps a calling. Where are your gifts? Because there's someone there who needs your gifts and needs your service. Number three, cultivate relationship. I've already said, if you do it with, with others, you will volunteer more. Make friends, join groups. That's the best way of making friends is to do something together, particularly if you're a bloke. If you're a bloke, we tend to work well together. We tend to struggle to make friends uh, without something to do. And I don't mean play a computer game. That's one way of forming friendships, but actually work on something together. But actually get to know other people, because when you get to know people and you start to love them, then you want to serve them. Get to know the people that need your help. But most of all, get to know God, because if you start to experience God's love, then you're more likely, as he fills, with your, him, fills you with your Holy Spirit, to want to share that love with others. And that brings me on to the very last point. Focus on gratitude. Some people volunteer because they, and this is something I hear a lot, they want to give something back. Have you heard that? I want to give something back to society. I've been blessed with many things, you know, finances and stuff like that. I want to give something back to society. But maybe that's where you're at. You're thinking, actually, I've, I've got a lot and I've got something to offer and therefore I want to give something back. But if you're a follower of Jesus, you have been given everything. That God, through Jesus' death on the cross, has given you an eternal life. Focus on what God has given you. Focus on the blessings and think, how, how can I, therefore, 
give something back. Reflect on the blessings, the grace, salvation. When you serve out of a heart filled with gratitude, it becomes an expression of love rather than duty. We don't want people in this church to serve out of obligation or duty. We don't want people in this church to serve because they have to. We want people to serve from love, from a heart of gratitude, love for others and a love for God and a gratitude for what God has done in their lives. So, where are you at at this moment? Do you feel a need to serve? Do you feel a need to volunteer? Do you feel a prompting to maybe use your time a little bit more wisely? Release some time in your life so that you might serve others. And as Arnold Schwarzenegger said, if you haven't got enough time, sleep quicker. Which, judging by those statistics, some of you do uh, need to do that. But there is always time. It's just how you spend it that's the question. So we're going to spend some time just giving you an opportunity to reflect, and then we'll continue singing uh, together. Um, and I'm just going to be three questions come up to just give you some prompts and some questions around the subject of serving and volunteering. So let's just take some time out to watch that now. Have you cut back on volunteering? And if so, why? Are you making good use of your time? Are you wasting time or do you have your priorities in the wrong order? How can you find an opportunity for your gifts to serve a need? second question are you making good use of your time are you wasting time or do you have your priorities in the wrong order so are you making good use of your time are you wasting time or do you have your priorities in the wrong order i think this is an interesting one because i could say that yes i think i do waste some of my time like this morning <laughs> i could have got myself up earlier and done things earlier and got the kids up earlier but do you know what I just needed a bit of moment I needed a moment of time so is that a waste of time it's a waste of time of doing and getting things done but actually relaxing is just as important and is that a waste of time but equally if that's all you're doing yeah and you're not helping out and you're not seeing so I'll give the example of my morning actually it's the same morning every morning we all have to get washed dressed ready, the dogs have to be fed, the chickens have to be let out, all of that, have breakfast, blah, blah, blah. 
has to happen every morning my lovely children decide that it's better to watch tv and do any of that until you're told to do it and then you're told to do every single task you, not, nothing happens actually <laughs> i'm 31 that's left to be told well, there you go. so my would be they've just wasted a load of time but actually they're really tired they've had their first week of school they're exhausted but it would really help me if they'd volunteered see what i did <laughs> volunteered to help me out this morning yeah so i think it's it's just it's interesting isn't it and i think we were just discussing this wasn't it about prioritizing so their priority was they wanted to watch tv my priority was getting us all everything that needed to be done this morning before i left the house done people have different priorities don't they and i think we need to learn what the priorities are so for example for church what are the priorities for helping a sunday morning service run well, what are the priorities for making sure people who visit our church building in the week are feel welcome yeah and is there a place for me us in that and what's then my priorities what's my priorities when i work in the week i can't come and help on the week but i can help on sunday morning so where are my priorities and how do i reshuffle them and we were just talking about actually me and helen do a lot of surfing actually um and but sometimes that can be to the detriment of our family mm -hmm. and spending time together in worship as a family on Sunday morning service and I think for me reflecting on that it's about you can start to feel a little bit cross mm -hmm. about other people prioritizing their family and not helping out to serve so therefore my my wants to prioritize my family goes out the window. That makes sense yeah or am i just yeah, whittling yeah. on i feel like i'm rambling no makes perfect sense <laughs> and i think you know it's that whole if you want something done ask a busy person yes um, yes it's the same old same old people isn't it that do everything yeah <laughs> but but what you said earlier and what martinino mentioned as well in um in his talk around actually that need to ensure you also don't burn out yes and actually so where we talk about priorities being in the wrong order actually you know there's a little bit of a cultural moment of looking up number one and i'm the top priority and actually in a lot of people um especially people who do lots of stuff in church actually that couldn't be further from the truth and actually everyone else's priorities are more important than their priorities uh, but actually that's, struggle, yeah. that's where the priorities are on the wrong order yeah because yeah. you you do need to be you need to look after yourself yeah um because actually you know there's um you know there's a bit of a phrase about you know, if you can't love yourself, how are you going to love someone else? And actually, yeah. if you're not looking after you, how can you look after someone else? If you're not in a good place, how are you going to get someone else there? And I think actually the hardest thing is to love yourself. Yeah. The hardest thing is to put yourself as a priority because we do feel like it's selfish or we feel like it's a bit arrogant or yeah. we feel like it's all those negative um, feelings have put on you. But however, we do live in a culture where people are trying, trying to do that more, but then it is feeling like to the detriment of other things as well. Yeah. It's interesting, isn't it? And it's like even with, um, you know, you see that, you know, we live in, in England and you see that sort of British culture queuing. Yeah. Less and less yeah. now are people are willing to just take the back of the queue. There's a little bit more jostling. There's a yeah. little bit more, I want to be at the front. I want to do, I want to get there first. You just know, look at the tube. <laughs> yeah. It's just, it's an interesting, we've seemed to have shifted into a different way of behaving as a cultural society. And I think um, we were talking about earlier, weren't we, about, um, the fact that I think I don't remember when it was, but it was a little while ago. Um, Parliament tried to do that whole sort of like encouraging people to volunteer, which is if we do three minutes a day on average, yeah. volunteering for a week or whatever it was. 
yeah. that's not worked that yeah. movement so what is it that's why why are people hesitant to serve and volunteer and i think you know people will say that they're not wasting their time as well so they'll 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 justify it by saying that actually i need the rest i need the but maybe it's too much you know it's like yeah I need the rest, but actually I'm resting for a long period of time rather than actually I could have a bit of rest. That's enough. And I could be doing something else with my time. And it's that whole, you know, if everyone, if everyone did their bits, then the busy wouldn't be as busy. Yeah. And actually, yeah, so, so those who yeah. are serving would be able to also be served if those who are being served also served. Yeah. And I think that was a lot of words served. Served, but I get you. I think actually I think there's just I just thought something else that came to my mind we are living in a box up culture aren't we where actually we used to it's going to show my age Helen's not talking to me um but the, the fact that um you used to only be able to watch what was on television live yeah. at the time that it was oh, watched I do remember that you do remember I that. do remember that there's no channel five when I was <laughs> anyway so imagine myself was launched with the Spice Girls I can remember that yeah so but the thing is now we've got everything on demand we can watch a whole box set series yeah. and i think for me and i usually fall into this category go, oh i've got i'm gonna watch the next one let's see what happens and you know i mean actually you probably have wasted time yeah yeah because a whole box set so that's huge and people like lose sleep because they're wanting to just finish that last episode or whatever and actually that whole evening some of it should be downtime maybe some of it should be talking to your family, spending time with your family, but so other things can, and I think that's prioritising things in the wrong yeah. order. And then equally that could be if you're, you know, could go out and volunteer and do something or could serve your neighbour, or maybe even just invite somebody around to watch the box set with you, I don't know. But, you know, it's just kind of like, we're doing that whole, moment, yeah. the waste of, you know, I just yeah. kind of think, yeah. Anyway, I just went off on a tangent back, but it suddenly popped in my head. Yeah, no, I like it. <laughs> um, but maybe you're now sat there and you're thinking, well, actually yeah maybe i could do more maybe i could do this and if that you know maybe that's something in your local community great go find what that thing is your local charity shop probably wants more volunteers yeah. to sort through all the donations or what you know go to a, a community litter pick or whatever you may feel that thing is but if for you that thing is within our church and you think well actually i'd really like to find out more about how Christo texts a stream over in that corner. And actually, how does that this work? This wouldn't work without Christo. <laughs> like, or maybe you want to think, oh, how does, actually, I quite like talking to people. I'd quite like to like welcome people as they arrive at church or or any of those sorts of things. Then get in touch with us um, yeah. at join in at hollybaptist.org.uk. See, that was Christo again. See, every, everyone Don't see Christo. him, but he's essential to this working. Um, <laughs> So yeah, email us at join.in at hollybaptist.org.uk um, and actually we and talk to us about where that place is or come to join us at church on the 24th. Ooh, I wasn't planning on doing this. The 24th, um, we have got, you know, the whole, a lot of, I can't speak today. Um, he's, we got 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 he's got an overlay. Join in Sunday. <laughs> um, look, at we, look at that. Um, which is, the easiest way to describe it is a little bit like a, a bit of a jobs fair, but also a little bit of like an information gathering and a little bit of what goes on in the church during the week and during the weekend that you might not know about, actually, and how can we get involved. Um, so that's going to be a really fun morning um, as a part of our 
um, yeah. normal Sunday morning service. So come and join us in the building if, if you're around. If you're not um, in Hawley and this is something that you access because this is your either your way of hearing more about God or just um, you know something fun that you like to do or um, somebody shared this with you. Generally, there is stuff you can do in your communities wherever you might live, yeah. wherever you, whatever you're doing. And um, I think the challenge really for this week is to maybe revisit, maybe reflect on the week that's just gone and go, did was there some stuff that I didn't prioritise quite right? Was there stuff that actually that I should have, I could have done something more with that bit of time rather than I don't know, play Candy Crush on my phone for five hours. <laughs> I don't do that. Um, so I do, but not that one. Uh, there are other games available um but you know so just maybe reflect last week if was there a gap in your week did you fill it with something that you know, kind of probably fill a little bit with something else and challenge yourself to think okay i can't i can't volunteer at charity shop i mean that does have some perks my mom gets first choice on all the stuff that's coming in Great. um but if you can't do things like that that maybe take i don't know a whole day or whatever is there something that you can think about you know who is my neighbour? What do they need? Do they do they need me to go and get a shop? Are they elderly? Do, 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 have something going on in their lives that I don't know about or I do know about, but I kind of haven't really offered to help? What is this something that you can do to serve another person maybe this week? And it might be really simple. It might be paying for the coffee for the personal time, just giving them that act of kindness, those random acts of kindness, which I know is happening a lot yeah. in culture and society today. So just think about that so maybe that's your next steps for this week just a simple starting point of moving you into acts of extra service because i'm sure you are all doing some form of service sometimes i think work feels like services even though you get paid for it it does feel like you are giving service so but if this has generated any questions as well some people really struggle with this because maybe you're quite introverted maybe you like to keep yourself to yourself maybe the thought of even stepping into the ch a church building or to a charity shop or offering to volunteer and become part of a group is quite daunting because obviously the first point was join a group that might be really hard for you but if, if you've got any questions about anything to do with this series or anything else then do email through got questions at holybaptist.org.uk and somebody will answer some questions or plug you into some things either local to you or local here at Holy um, for you to find out more and it would be really good if you've enjoyed this talk or this series of talks or just what we offer um, on online to people out there and do share it with friends and family. That was today's episode of Holy Baptist Church podcast. We hope it's prompted you to want to follow Jesus, hopefully a lot, but even just a little bit more closely. If you have any questions about what you've heard in today's episode or you want to know more about what it means to follow Jesus, you can email us, gotquestions at holybaptist.org.uk. We'd love to hear from you. It would really make our day. If you want to hear more from us, just a reminder, you can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and you can download the Holy Baptist Church app from the Apple App Store or Google Play to hear it as well. Simply search Holy Baptist Church. Thank you again for listening to Holy Baptist Church podcast. We pray God will bless you and we'll see you next time.